I'm here. I'm Belle. And this is Mary and Bells. And what are we talking about today, Bells? We're going to finally. <laughs> Did you finally. say finally? <laughs> yes, because everybody was slacking. I can't even throw a shade. I had to watch two episodes today. <laughs> Wait, me too. You had to watch yeah. episode two? I thought you had watched last week's episode. No, I watched Blue Log, but I didn't watch My Hero. And I'm glad I didn't. Now that I think about it, because I watched my hero at three o'clock in the morning and then i woke up and then watched my hero so it worked well with what was going on because i would have been like in my bed with depression like if i would have had to wait a week anyways first things first um are we going to talk about how fine 13 is or <laughs> because why they put her on screen like we had seen her before <laughs> right, they put her, they, first of all they put her on screen like as if she wasn't one of the most beautiful women we ain't ever seen in the MHA universe. Second of all, they put her on screen like we didn't know what she looked like, right? Like, I didn't even know so, it was a she. I knew 13 was a she, but like literally the only piece of 13's body we saw was like her like fucked up back. Yeah, like, because when they had back when she black holed her own back. Yes. Is her back okay? I guess so. She out here walking. She out here looking fine. <laughs> like, like I was everybody looks like it. shit. Look, look, everybody looks like shit. Everybody looks like they got depression. And here goes 13 just smiling in the camera face. Like they did that on purpose because they had her like face close, front and center. Like they did that on purpose. They knew what they was doing. They, they were like, yeah, because her and Lady Nagant had like mad close ups. They did that with uh with uh what's that magical dude name? In the final performance episode, where he ended up being fine too, um, compressed is that his name? Yes, compressed. Yeah, I like to, I was trying to say his government name, but just because he's injured doesn't mean he's retired. <laughs> like y'all just out here freaking making reveals, and like these people just be out here gorgeous. Right, he was so fucked up, but he was so man, he looked so good. <laughs> anyway, so the uh the class A versus. Deku reminded me of when like five of the class A members went to go save Bakugo. Like that the um the trick they pulled at the end when they all tried to catch up to Deku. That reminded yeah. me of when they did that with Todoroki and Kirishima and Deku to save Bakugo. They also played that signature score. The same score they played during that scene, they used to play during this scene, and that made me like ball my eyes out. Like I was already crying, but like I was like crying down to like my chest. <laughs> like tears were running. The way that Midoriya and Midoriya's mom was crying is how I was crying watching both of the episodes. Mm -hmm. Like they could have called me a crybaby watcher. Like no, and not talking, old girl talk about some crybaby hero. Like like you wasn't crying in the streets because they were bullying you, even though you're like three times their size. I know. I was like, why do you just step on them? <laughs> it was nice to see Kota. Um, yeah, was that was like a real nice callback to like season what two. <laughs> um, it's it nice is. to see that Bakugo and Izuku's mom are still close. Like, oh my goodness, Bakugo apologizing. That was who knew that Bakugo was going to admit and reflect on his inferior complex. I, I did not see that coming. I didn't either, but at the same time, like. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. He he gets to stay as my favorite character, you know. You know, it, it, it's it's really down bad over here with that as your favorite character because he really be fucking up, and you can tell he's very much jealous. But like, 
him verbalizing what we've seen for seasons, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Especially because Bakugo is way stronger than he thinks that he is. But he sees that Izuku is strong in the ways that he's lacking strength. Mm-hmm. And that makes him insecure. And I'm glad that he vocalized that I wasn't bullying you just to bully you. I was bullying you because you had strength that I didn't have strength where I didn't have strength, even though you were corkless. And I'm glad that like this has made a full circle. Because remember, he told All Might, he said to All Might, he kind of had his revelation. He told All Might what he did. He and I'm I'm pretty sure that conversation maybe was longer than we were previewed to. So he probably said these things to him. And then he was like, these are the actions that I'm going through to make it up to him. And I like that. And I also like how he iterated that, hey, me vocalizing these things to you, I know that this doesn't change anything and that I'm still gonna have to do better. Um, I think that's that's the way YouTubers need to start apologizing when they do <laughs> shit wrong. That- don't give me that because if you notice he didn't even he didn't drop not one tear because you you know when people apologize and they cry they're apologizing for them or for their gain he didn't tell him that for him to gain anything like Mm -hmm. he doesn't gain anything from this situation of telling him if anything he would get more backlash than anything else because again none of these people in the background know this right the only people who know that he was bullied by him is probably like Ida and um, Ochaka. That's it. Because she picked up on it very early into the story. Mm-hmm. And then Ida's not dumb. She <laughs> probably just could tell. But I all those like... other people in the class did not know that. They're probably horrified, low key. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how when they were all like shooting up in the sky, like um, projecting each other out into the sky to go catch up to Deku. I liked how Ida was the one that got to get him. And it was really unexpected because of course you thought like like Bakugo was going to be the one, right? But then they revealed, they did that on purpose because he was hiding. And then they revealed that it was going to be Ida, which makes sense because when Ida went rogue, Deku went to go get him. So it was like, it went full circle. It was very poetic that like now that Deku's going rogue, rogue that Ida's going to be the one to like bring him back. So this I really made me want to tear up again. I'm finna cry. Y'all, why she sent me a snap like of her face wet with tear? I thought I thought you <laughs> spilled a water bottle on your face. Well, why is your face so wet? Because I be getting emotional. I'm very invested. <laughs> Every week I get a I get a snap of you crying. Because I'm invested. <laughs> Should I not be crying? Do you want me to just be like, yeah, episode was good. It was a five out of ten. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> Yo, what's wrong with you? My but, thing. Uh, are- well, so, how did you feel about the about the Class A versus Deku fight? I well, the part that we're talking about specifically, I liked that it wasn't Bakugo to go get him because, like, in Bakugo's situation in the sky, it was Kirishima because they were like, "Oh yeah, we need you to reach out to him because you're somebody that he sees on equal playing fields." Bakugo knows that they're not on equal playing fields, and that's his fault, not. Deku's always seen them as equals. But Bakugo needs to earn being his equal. And I feel like that's kind of the arc that he's in. So sending Ida to do, because he could have done it. He could have. And it would have meant just as much to Izuku as it did if Ida did it. But he let Ida do it because Ida has been on this journey with him since they got into UA. 
Because if you notice, they have two different friend groups. Mm-hmm. And their friend groups don't really hang out either. Yeah, like, it's like, it's Bakugo, Hiroshima, and Kaminari. Mm-hmm. And then Uraraka, Ida, Asui, and Deku. Yeah, because they, like, have their own... They're having their own journeys in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like that he told him that his body moved on his own. Because that's something... Remember I said, I said he had the moment. Mm-hmm. The moment that tells you that you can be a hero, like... It's getting to me again. She's trying to... Don't cry <laughs> on recording. Over here drinking a bottle of water. Stop. That's why you're crying so much. You're too hydrated. <laughs> but I, I like... I didn't, I didn't think of if that. I don't like, replace it's like a, it. It's two parallels at the same time. It's the parallel with Ida going rogue and then the parallel when they went to go save Bakugo. Like, they sent Kirishima because Bakugo saw him on his level. So that's why they sent Ida because Deku, like, sees him on his level. Even and though also, about something y'all can't keep up. Chill yeah, that was so disrespectful. I'm glad that he apologized for saying that because he's not even like that. He was trying to be Isaki in that moment. Like, who the hell are you? <laughs> he was trying to be like, an egoist. Yeah, really, because he'll go from saying, like, that's how Isaki is. He'll go from saying, oh, I'm pathetic to, like, oh, basically, like, get your punk self up. Like, <laughs> get out of my way. I'm getting he, to the good part. He be, like, he be shoving people. And in the, in the that's crazy because in the manga he be cussing at them. I know. Get I'm out of way, Jackie. Like, whoa, pardon me. He told Nagi to shut the f up. <laughs> oh yeah, he was like, "Shut up, genius." I'm getting to the game. yeah. Yes. In the man, whatever. No, that's if interesting. Jackie start cussing. I'm canceling him. You're too damn young. Whoa, do they be cussing in the dub? I think they did. I think like. When it comes to like anime dub, I think they cuss like radio cuss. Like they'll say damn. Um, they may say shit. I don't really know. I don't watch my hero and um I know Attack I on think Titan. I know Attack on Titan dub be cussing, but I wonder like what what media is making them uh is making them censored because there are some anime where they be saying crazy stuff like that anime K, he said the P word and they be saying the F word. Like meow meow. Yeah, that that yeah, that anime. Yeah. Whoa, in the whoa. dub. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, and and most anime is like now on Crunchyroll. I know Crunchyroll isn't censoring because Crunchyroll got redo a healer on it, don't it? They sure do. And they have Goblin Slayer, so there's there should be no censorship on. They also have, yeah, you said Goblin Slayer, right? Yeah, Goblin Slayer. Yeah, they literally they literally watched me people. They watched me watch somebody get molested in the first minute of that show right. first episode first minute and then it's like it's like well maybe like mappa has censorship but then mappa animates kakegurui yeah one girl literally masturbated in the bathroom we also right and then we also saw someone get like asphyxiated on screen like, so where, just like where is this selective censorship coming from i think it it might be a country thing though too because um i made a joke earlier today about mafa i made a joke about um bachira and isaki kissing and um lens was like oh yeah mafa wouldn't do that and i was like actually mafa's already animated two males males kissing because yuri on ice is animated by mafa and they kissed during that it was taken out because it started getting like banned from certain countries though Mm -hmm. because of like two males sharing a kiss on screen so I think you can allude to them kissing, but like I don't think certain places they'll let you get away with that. I know so, with um 
made Sama two two guys kissed and it was blurred. It was censored. So, but I don't know if in the manga it was uncensored. Ooh, I should go see. It probably wasn't in the manga because you can get away with other stuff when it's like in writing. Because mm-hmm. who's really finna go page by page to be like, yeah, this banned from the country. It would have to like really go viral or something like that. Oh yeah, I have Boruto news for you. That's why I called you the other no, day. No, um, uh, old dude told me about Boruto news. He, yeah, he, he um, a big spoiler. Kawaki is the bad guy. No, no, we've been no. Remember, so what he told me? Well, let's not talk about it on here because it's big spoilers. But I'll okay. tell you what he told me. Okay. Anyways, so what would you rate? Um, also another thing that I noticed is like when Deku, you know, you know when Mineta was throwing his sticky balls. And then Deku ripped him off of him with Black Whip. And, like, he put him down gently. Mm-hmm. That part was, like, I don't know why that was so cute. Because, like, Mineta, his so extra-looking self was so small. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, Midoriya! <laughs> <laughs> I, man, it was just emotional seeing them fight. And, like, they're, like, doing tooth and nail, not to hurt Deku, but just, like, to restrain him. Right. And then, again, yeah. giving all their testimonials. Oh yeah, I'm I'm glad that he needed to hear that stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I'm glad that it came down to like that apology. I feel like that was like the icing on top. Like they had pretty much already convinced him, but like that really broke him down. Mm-hmm. That really broke him down. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked Mineta's testimonial where he was like cuz he was like I didn't like, you know, <laughs> he's like I didn't th- think you were cool because you had like a cool quirk or because you were a very cool person. What made me fall for you? Yeah. Is, like that line, like what made me fall for you? Fall for you. I was like, what? Sorry. All you talk about is sex and love. Jesus Christ. Get this man off screen. <laughs> like, what made me fall for you is when we were all like sweating bullets in fear. Like you were the person who found a way out. And I was like, that's a good point. Like that's, that, a good that's what makes uh, Midoriya. And what makes Deku as a hero very likable. It's not that he's like a particularly cool character. It's like, it's his resolve. But what would you rate the, the? I guess it's not a fight. What would you rate the confrontation out of 10? All right, man, look, we're not passing out 10s easily. But, but <laughs> you should see her face. I wish you could see her face right now. <laughs> but she already knows. She can see it on my face that I'm giving it a 10. Because there, what else would, what, what else can I ask this moment for? Right. Everybody has their own individual experience. Nobody shined more than anybody. Well, actually, Todoroki was shining because he was he was definitely sounding like Aaron Yeager. They're by the same. They're voiced by the same person, but dang, he was sounding like Aaron. I mean, especially when he was like, and, like um, nasal dude didn't do nothing, right? NPCs, don't worry about them. <laughs> and don't nasal dude got a crush on Deku? I'm surprised they didn't give him a little thing, a little confession or something. Man, get out of here with that. <laughs> but I feel like it was a 10. I feel like it was a 10. I think it was a 10 too. I thought it was a very emotional moment. I thought they, I really like, I really like the scenes where either like the whole class or part of the class like works together and like they're all, and they have like this like kind of domino effect and like backup plan, like, you know, series of backup plans when they're confronting a villain or com- not that, Deku's not available. When they're like confronting a situation, like this whole thing with Deku, how every time something failed, they had another backup plan, and then they had a plan for if Deku, you know, shot out to this guy, like they thought of everything. Probably Yaya Rosu, and yeah, then she was in the building already. Right, that's that's what was scared me. Like, dang, y'all yeah, that, that far scared ahead. me. Like, 
Whoa. I'm playing that far ahead. She was in the building on the right floor and everything. And then like the whole thing when they went to go save Bakugo. And then the the scene from the second movie where they were fighting against that one villain with multiple quirks. Like mm-hmm. I really love that scene. And that's what really made me like I feel like that, that makes it a little like bit scenes more like realistic. That. I, I think it's more realistic that way because we can't all be Endeavor. We can't all be Hawks. We can't all be Best Genius. We can't be all All Might just pulling up, beating people ass. That's right. not realistic for all of us, especially not fully developed heroes. Okay. While we're at it, a young woman's declaration. Let's talk about that. I thought she was about to confess to declaration. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> they would like, not waste this moment yeah. like that. I would be so mad if she was if she pulled a Hinata, like in the middle of the paint by like, I love you. Like, shut up. Now, I will say I thought Hinata's I, would gouge my I thought Hinata's I thought Hinata's confession was okay because she was supposed to die. Like I'm pretty sure she thought she was gonna die. So that was okay. But like I thought like I thought she was gonna like confess or something after like I don't know. I and I was like, this is not the time. So but what did you think about her speech? I thought I thought her speech was very realistic. Like her tripping up on her words, her not really saying anything particularly like intelligent or very poetic because you know she's a 15-year-old girl. So I really like the realistic part of her speech. Personally, I feel like um next year she needs a nomination for a scene. Uh her voice actor specifically, because the voice acting was on point, like mm-hmm. the, the tripping over the words the stuttering the getting choked up the emotion it was perfect it was perfect if she doesn't get a nomination next year I'm going to be very disappointed because that's probably some of the best voice acting we've heard this season Mm -hmm. um also I feel like remember I told you I watched that um that video that was like oh her character was ruined by shipping yes I feel like this was a redeeming moment Mm-hmm. for her because remember she said in the beginning she said I want to become a hero so I can put a smile on my family's face so that we don't have to be poor anymore it was about money mm-hmm. through watching her classmates and specifically being close to Deku she became a hero who wanted to help and save people but then that kind of developed into when the heroes are down who has the heroes backs so now she's branding herself as a hero who will be there when the heroes are down. And we I don't have a what, hero like that. I thought what she meant by that is like who, like she was the person who like brought this up like in the story. She's the only person like who's thought of this, like who has the heroes back when the heroes are down. And how I interpreted that is that it's the civilians who have the heroes back when they're down. Like when the hero is down, the civilians are going to, give their strength to help the heroes that's why that's what she was talking about like that's why she was like oh you guys need to lend us your strength like Deku yes Deku has to be the one to fight all for one but he's weak right now and so he needs like our trust and our help to get rest so he can be at his full potential when he has to fight and then there was also like that back scene where that no-name hero like was really injured and then the crowd was like oh good job and then all of a sudden friggin' I don't know, he got medical girls kissed and he was like, like, didn't your shoulder hurt? How you even did that? I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, like, if you notice Genus, Genus made the comment that Arawaka connected the people to Izuku. Mm -hmm. 
and not the other way around. Because realistically, yes, back then in the glory days, they would do that stuff, but they're very ungrateful right now. Mm. This is probably the most ungrateful we've seen them in the whole show, which is crazy because the people, again, somebody made the comment, one of the random civilian number 36, um, <laughs> he made the comment like, oh, the people who were here to be heroes for like recognition and money are retired. The people who are fighting for us now, we should not be like fighting them off when they are giving their all for us. Especially like I was crying at one point because like I had to pause and like look and be like, dang, they're really ungrateful. Mm -hmm. And like, because they have a police force, but they also have heroes to handle threats that the police force cannot. And all of those things are stretched thin right now. J Japan is definitely like, it's a war zone. They said Japan is a lawless country. It's, it's yeah. anarchy there. I'm also glad that they like iterated that this is Japan because like, I think when we talked about it a long, like at the beginning, like when we first made the podcast, we were confused about where this was. We thought it was, we thought it was inspired by Japan, but wasn't in Japan. Like they had made up their own territory. So now we know we're in, they're in Japan. Were we confused about where, no, I think we were I remember us having this conversation. I don't think we were confused about where the show took place. We were confused about something else because we were talking about like how All Might is American, but he speaks perfect Japanese. And then we were talking mm -hmm. about like how if there's like an English speaker in like a like an anime where they speak Japanese, how do they correlate that to in the English dub? Like because in the English dub, they're speaking English. So English is not a foreign language. I was talking about that earlier on the phone because I was like, that is like some of the weirdest things we've ever done. I rather in, I don't know. I, that's that's another thing why I like, I think it's just better to like watch certain stuff and sub. Mm -hmm. But, you know, also I don't think Japan will look like that in like a thousand years. Mm -hmm. Something something I thought is like, I, I don't know if in real life, Uraraka's little speech would have really changed anything. I think, right. it, I, I think it kind of woke them up to how ungrateful they were being. I think it was a great speech. I thought it was a great speech, but it was just like the, like how they were talking, like how at the end she was talking about, so let's all like come together so in the future we can smile again, stuff like that. It's just kind of like, like you're asking all these people to let in this, like basically detonator or like this target, right? Because if all for one's looking for him and he's there, all for one's gonna go there, right? So you're asking them to do all this, but it's just like, I don't know. I think, I just think in real life, people wouldn't care. Like, it'd be like, oh, like, look at him. He needs time to rest. Da, 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 da. Okay, I don't wanna die by getting in the crossfire of this dude with 5011 quirks. So I just don't think her speech would have done anything with a group of people that big. Like if she had to convince probably like 20, 30 people, maybe, but mass hysteria is a real thing. Like mob mentality is a real thing. I just don't think, I think that group of people was too big for like a heartfelt speech to really get through to them. I'll be eating snacks in the back as an NPC. So I really can't tell. Like I've never fallen victim to mob mentality. I've seen it break out really quick and it gets out of control really fast. Um, yeah, they were just fighting on, on Beachside over that junk. Like, it became one person was getting arrested, and they started beating up the police officer. Oh, my God. 50 people jumping him. So, like, I, I've seen it escalate. 
But again, I would be eating a bag of Takis in the back. <laughs> and like, I have no home. Like, I have no home. I'm in this Taurus level, if not more. First of all, the principal is rich. Are we going to talk about that? Yeah. The, the old dude talking about something. That, that should have been 100 million yen. And you just, you just. I did it out of your pocket? That on a whim, too. Because he's talking about some. Yeah, that had happened before, but I had a hunch. So you dropped 100 million yen on a whim. Hey, look, at least, at least he's doing his job, though. As a teacher, as a principal, kudos to him. Okay. His little rat self. I think he's a bear. No, he's a mouse. His name is his name is Principal. That's Nezu. why th- this is why his things are like that. Nezu means rat in Japanese. Well, well, he could be whatever he wants. He's a good principal. Nezu. Cause me, I'll be behind my desk. So you can eat in taxis. I, I don't have to have some all might level power to be the principal. Cause Jesus, we've never seen what he can do. We have in a in like a class A like I think like test thingy. And he created basically I forgot who who was the street he tested. I think it was Kirishima or somebody. But basically what he did was he basically like collapsed the whole stage and he left only like a few ways to get out. Like he basically created a maze of debris. And he was like, Well, I did leave a few ways for you to get out. I don't remember that. <laughs> you don't remember that? It was like I think it was during like during I think during like the paired test, maybe. Like remember like Oh, you're talking about like season one. You're talking about season one. Was it season one? Yeah, where each student, it was like the students were in pairs of two and they had to go against like a teacher, like Sarah and Mineta went against Midnight. I know what you're talking about. I know. Yeah, and Todoroki and Yari Rosie went against Aizawa. Yeah, I I, that just wasn't memorable in my mind because I remember that it was All Might versus um Deku and uh what the heck did this child name him? God God Explosion. Murder King Dynamite? <laughs> what? <laughs> he should have just named himself Dynamite. That's what they be calling him in the fan fix. I mean, um... Pardon me? That. Pardon what? me? <laughs> what? Whoa. I'm not cutting that out. That's crazy. They're Just the preface, they're all adults in the ones I read. Are they adults in the anime? <laughs> exactly. Anyways, we'll carry on. Caught red-handed. Anyways, I didn't say anything, y'all. I was choking <laughs> on my water. Thanks. <laughs> what would you give Uruwaka's speech out of ten? Seven. Yeah, I would give it like like a seven or six. Because not it. because it's not a good speech. It was a very good speech, a very good speech, and and also very very nice words to bring together on the spot like that. But I just don't think. It would have been enough to actually convince a group like that. I do like that they gave her screen time, even though it was very hard. But it would have been, it would probably would have been enough to convince like a class of people, but not like however many fifty eleven hundred people were there. Yeah, because there was a good mob. Mm-hmm. At first, before we had this conversation, I would have given it a nine because it made me very emotional. But I also have to understand that I'm viewing the story differently than these civilians are. Mm-hmm. And, like, at a certain point, plot armor has to make them come around. So, I have to... Yeah, because, like, like, they weren't... Like, the story can't not let Deku come back. No, because he's going to die in the street. Or, right. or, which is crazy because the people are like, oh, yeah, 
the villains are going to come for us here. I doubt they're going to do that, really, because they're doing everything we don't expect them to do. They're going to go collect. First of all, they got so much stuff to do. They need to go complete Shigaraki. They need to go get their forces back together. They need to go manipulate and scam more people into fighting for them. They have tons of stuff to do. And then also, we don't know how many times All For One has jumped bodies. So we don't even know what the heck he's going to do with his dilapidated body he got. (laughs) Once he gets into Shigaraki's. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I didn't even know he was in there. He, he, man, he, I feel like he tricked all of us with that. He tricked everybody with that. Cause I'm thinking like I, the whole season, like the whole series, I was thinking like, oh yeah, all for one is laying the stage for Shigaraki. And then it was like, why? And then it was like, oh, that would be like his son. Yes. He is manipulating him to do his bidding and like basically achieving the things he wants, but like, at least he's laying down the path for his son to do it. And then son. And then I was just like, this man is just straight using this dude. He does not give a flying, like anything that happens to him. And then when he saved him, when he got burnt to Chris, I was like, maybe I was wrong. And then I was like, oh, nah, he's just trying to take his body. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's some Orochimaru type of energy. And then he'd be left, like, again, and they kept, Hawks pointed out that he's never mad when any of this goes on. This is a game to this man. That's the worst part. Y'all all fighting tooth and nail, and this is a game to him. You don't got no stakes. What? Do, that's a good point. What does all for one, if he loses, what does he have to lose? We need more backstory on him. When they about to give us some more backstory on this man? Man, I was going to say some degenerate junk just now. <laughs> I don't want his backstory. Have you seen his brother? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just saying. And you, this is the thing. My thing is, when I said, when I said a month and a half ago that his brother was fine, you can barely see his face. But he's, is he ugly though? Is he ugly though? <laughs> you have issues. You said, you said that when his bangs was covering half his face, all you can see is one green eye. I could see one green eye, his chin line, and his nose. I saw enough. <laughs> I saw enough. <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe be talking you, all you nice and sweet. One for like... all fanfic, too? That guilty look on your face says it all. See, I've seen those, but I'm too scared. Because <gasps> I've, I've, there's the reason why they don't like the Who fandom. Who did they even ship him with? All for I one? hope Unless nobody. Nah, see, that's the thing. The moment you get into there, there's them sick people who be writing that that adult ex minor junk, and I'm not for that. No. I'm not for that. He gonna be trying to like, man. No, I don't even want to say that on. I don't even want to say that out loud, even off off of camera. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, on that note, I guess we'll wrap this one up and put it in my pocket. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.